Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning, welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. Michael Guerin joining you for the next half an hour to talk about harness racing, predominantly in New South Wales as the Breeders' Challenge is almost upon us. It's one of the great series. We had the first set of heats last Friday and plenty more to come as we write these great chapters in the Harness Racing Seasons yearbook. We'll talk to David Watson about those later on from Club Menangle. The nominations are out for the first Metropolitan-type heat at Penrith. Luke McCarthy's going to join us for an update on the Super Stable and where the big names are going. Interested to hear what's happening to Expensive Ego. Haven't heard his name for a while, so we'll find out from Luke. And Josh Gallagher, one of these young gun horsemen we're talking about all the time on this radio show because they are doing such a big job dominating the premierships in New South Wales, guys like Cam Hart. And, but we do have Josh Gallagher standing by. Good morning, Josh. Thank you for joining us, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. Mate, we were just saying you're an Inter-Dominion winning driver. It's been almost a year since that great night at Menangle, but I'm sure you never get sick of hearing that. Yeah, no, it still pinches me a bit, but, um, yeah, no, it was a good, good, good race series to be part of. Mate, you're off to Bankstown this afternoon, so the first race there is a later start than usual. It's uh, only a six-race card. 2.33 we kick off on the first. Now, you're on Kai Valley Boomerang for Graham Hartman. It's not a big field. Do you give yourself any chance? Um, yeah, he's been racing good at Benangle. Um, bit of a drop back in class here today. Um, he's drawn five over the long distance here. Uh, we'll just push forward and see what happens. Um, I like the lead, just being a smaller track. Um, but, yeah, we'll just have to see how the gate plays and uh, where I love early. Mate, in the second on the card, you drive Kobe's Delight. Now, again, most of the recent form has been at Menangle. Drops back to an easier type of race. You've got barrier five. Do you have the gate speed to get across to the marker pegs where life becomes a lot easier? Um. Yeah, he's a bit of funny, funny horse out the gate. Uh, he does wish cobble shortness, so I can't really push him out the gate too hard. But um, yeah, we'll just miss Ayla. I think we'll lead from barrier six. So um, if we have to go sit outside, and I'm not, I'm not too worried um, if we do have to make a race mid move. But um, yeah, a little bit easier field than what he's been racing. Okay, so it doesn't look a strong field. You're confident that if you are sitting parked, Josh, you can still get the job done for the punters? Yeah, I'm pretty confident. Um, he, he sat parked at an angle and finished midfield, so a um, little bit of a shorter track at Bankstown. So, um, yeah, I, I won't be too worried there. Josh, you're driving one for the boss, Kirianne Morris, and the third on the card, Monet Monet. Now, has it got any ability, because the form line so far suggests she's struggling to find that, or is it a case of a horse racing early doors who's still learning what the game's all about? Yeah, she's only had a couple of race starts. Um, she led up at Newcastle last start and um, finished back in the field. Uh, I think we'll adopt the same tactics, but we might hand up this week um, just to try and get that little bit more confidence out of her um, tonight, but um, yeah, it just just depends who we hand up to early. It, it, it's not a very strong race. To, uh, she's not a very strong horse herself. 
Okay, on the last on the card, you're driving flying circles. It's one of the bigger fields of the day. There's some ability there, one four starts ago. I thought this was a tricky race and a race where you might need to pull one out of the bag. Yeah, I might, might need to pull a real good drive out here. He's drawn 10 over a mile, so um, cash rain smoker. It's, it's been racing pretty good at Newcastle and comes up with barrier one. Um, Constant Centre, it, it's drawn seven. It'll, it, it won at Penrith last start on Thursday, so... Um, I think I think the fences to go here in this race, and uh, hopefully they go hard early and we get out late. But uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Josh, you're driving at Menangle tomorrow. We have the usual Tuesday afternoon meeting kicking off just after one o'clock. You're driving Tiger T, and the first on the card for Kevin Bazuto tends to be a horse which, um, you know, in, in this grade, in the weaker trots, takes a bit of support. Is there a win there coming up shortly for Tiger T? Yeah, she raced really well last week at an angle um, over the 2300. Uh, just got pipped on the line. I think we'll adopt the same tactics this week and only be in a mile. I think she'll be a good thing out in front trying to catch. Okay, driving an interesting debutante for Kerry Ann Morris, who, as mentioned, is your boss. She has two in the same race in race three tomorrow. A horse called King of Hearts. Um, it's been okay at the trials, it's obviously a two-year-old race, so they're still very much mentally developing. What sort of ability does King of Hearts have at this stage of its career? Yeah, he's a very lovely horse, this horse. He's, um, he's got a few quirks to him, um, which don't help, help him a lot, but um, I think he'll be a better horse moving, moving for the future. Um, tomorrow's just a learning curve for him, and um, if he can come up with a win, that, that'd be even better, but Tomorrow, yeah, we'll, we'll be just going out there doing everything right. Um, see how we go tomorrow for the future, yeah. All right, Josh, the Breeders' Challenge began last Friday night. It's a, an exciting time for everybody involved in harness racing in New South Wales. Do you have a nice Breeders' Challenge horse you're looking forward to? Uh, yeah, um, King Tiger is going to be in Thursday night at Penrith in the three-year-old Breeders' Challenge, so um, that'll be... A, Pretty interesting race with fewer Jarrods and um, the likes of Milesman Byron and Milesman Ronnie. I think it'll be a real good race. He's coming out of races like the Bankstown Derby, whereas they're coming out of Group 1 type races, some of the ultimate horses. How do you think he'll stand up to them? Uh, yeah, I, I think he'll stand up to them real good. Um, not every day you see a horse win six out of its seven races, so. Um, yeah, I, I think he's seasoned enough to take on those better horses now, and um, yeah, it'll be a good race Thursday night. Mate, we all need to back a winner, especially to start the week. It'd be nice to get one on a Monday or a Tuesday to load up the account. What's your best chance of driving a winner in the next thirty or so hours, Josh? Um, I'm gonna have to go with Kobe's delight today. Um, just dropping back in class, racing from an angle to the banks down. It, it doesn't seem overly hard race, so um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with him today. Mate, we appreciate your time. Keep doing what you're doing. The career's going absolutely super, as it is for so many of you young guys and girls uh, in New South Wales. And, mate, thanks for joining us today. Cheers, thank you. Josh Gallagher suggesting his best of the day is Kobe's Delight, race two at a banks down, tab.com.au. You have it at 1.7. It's a bit skinny. 
maybe you can try and find a multi-horse to add it to. Luke McCarthy knows all about driving horses who are favourites. He has some of the best in the game. I think he's with us now. Luke, um, Luke, are you with us this morning, mate? Good morning, Mick. Yeah, mate, good morning. Thank you for joining us, buddy. I want to get straight to some of the big-name horses before we talk about the Breeders' Challenge. And one who's sort of fallen off my radar is Expensive Ego. Where is he? Yeah, he's really good, Mick. He had a really good spell um, after the Miracle Mile and had a couple of months out and he's done, he's done really well. He's got a lot of weight and he's sort of um, just trained back up through the winter and he's ready to go. He'll be at the trials on Wednesday. Okay, he's clearly a, a massively talented horse and a huge motor, but he does have a few little tricks. Do you think those tricks were ironed out by a campaign like the Into Dominions last year, or does he still have those moments where he can either lose concentration or get a bit loose in his gait? What what version of him are we expecting to see this campaign look? Oh, I think I think if you just you go off his Into Dominion form, you know, like he, he won won the three heats, and you know they got him sixty two seven in last half in the final over two mile, like he. His whole series was amazing, and you know, as a four-year-old, it probably taxed him more than we thought at the time. And you know, he didn't obviously race as good in that next little campaign after it. So he went to the paddock and had a good spell. So look, we're hoping he comes back to that level that what he was at through the Inter. All right, you also had Spirit of St Louis uh, in that series, and he's been a real, you know, serious force and open class since he's won second in a couple of the big Group Ones. What's the plan for him? I presume he might be heading to a Victoria Cup. And how would you rate him against Expensive Ego? Because they're vastly different types of horses who have different strengths. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't think there'd be much between them. Um, you know, like his form was amazing. Like, obviously, he won those three country cups in Melbourne. And his, um, especially the Ballarat Cups run was super. He, you know, it was awesome in the Hunter Cup behind King and... One ahead of the Miracle Mile, then run second and King in the Miracle Mile. So, look, his form has been great. Uh, both his runs in Brisbane, I think, was really good. Like, he's unlucky in the Sunshine Sprint. Um, you know, mowed at home, and then in the Winter Cup, he just got carved up early and only got beat a metre in the finish. So, look, he's going really good. He, he's ready to go again as well. He'll he'll be aiming towards the Victorian Cup. OK, so would they both go to the Victorian Cup, Luke, and then on to an Inter-Dominion? Is, is it sort of the plan to stick them together? Yeah, that's the plan. They they both they'll just aim for the best races and and have it and you know have a crack at the big cup and then freshen up for the inters. Mate, we saw Ultra Orlando um, nearly win again at Menangle on Saturday night. He, is he just maybe a length off being a horse he was a year ago? Because he was very good. I mean, he ran home nice and hard, and and he was beaten by a very informed horse and we have been bopping. But is he getting to the stage now, Luke? Because he's he's ten that his days on the Grand Circuit might be numbered and he, he might stick around an angle? Yeah, possibly. He's, look, he's, he's just... He's, for a horse that's run so many places and earned over a million dollars, it's hard to believe, you know, he just runs so many placings in good races and, you know, he's sound, he's healthy, he just keeps making money for the connections and, yeah, we'll just sort of just keep poking along with him and if a, a good race pops up, we'll go in it and I'm sure he'll never... Not run a bad race. 
Luke, you mentioned King, that being King of Swing, who's been retired to start. Obviously, he stands at your place. Um, breeding season is upon us. So um, how many dates does he have at this stage? And I, I take it the book's closed. Yeah, he's fully booked, Nick, um, in Australia. Obviously, he will service New Zealand chilled, so he can do as many as he yeah, you know, many as he needs to over there, but he's Australian book. He's, yeah, he's been really well supported. Okay, how many mares, for those who are listening, there's lots of galloping people who listen, who, who realise obviously the, the harness horses, um, you know, ha- do it a different way. How many mares would he be serving in Australia? That's 150 in Australia, Nick. Okay. Um, and just to clarify that again for our galloping listeners and, and even our greyhound listeners or our casual listeners, obviously the harness horses don't actually have to serve naturally. They can have the semen taken from them and therefore artificial insemination take place. Do they do any natural serving at all, Luke? No, they don't, Nick, because it's, you know, once they get in the habit of a natural serve, it's hard to convert them back to, you know, getting the jump on the dummy and collect them for the AI. So, you know, and it's a lot safer, obviously. You don't have to take the risk of a mare kicking them and stuff like that. So it's just all AI. Okay. Um, what else do you have there in the stallion barns at Cobbity? Because um, you've got some pretty serious horses around you. I believe Mick Wicked would stand in there. Is he back this year? Yeah, he's back. He looks amazing. Um, you know, we, we bred a lot of our mares to him. And, you know, obviously we won't get to see them on the track for another, you know, two seasons. But, look, he's, he earned five million. He's just a great horse, so... Um, hopefully he's well supported again this year. All right, mate. Um, what's your breeder's challenge horse? I know you and Belinda these days obviously have you know a lot of older good horses, and you probably don't go to the sales and spend silly money. So, do you have breeder's challenge horses of your own, or they've been sent to you from people in Victoria or somewhere else? Do you have many in this series? We've got a few, Mick. Um, not the not the marquee sort of horses that you know you'd think would win it, like. Muscle Bart raced fantastic in the Queensland Derby, run third. He'll be set for it. Um, but obviously that's a very strong series. Leap to fame, you know, is in that division. So, you know, we've got horses there that we think can be definitely fill the place in. Mate, over the winter we saw you spending a lot of time in Queensland, obviously, and things went well up there. And since then you've driven spasmodically. You haven't been driving a lot or big books at Menangle. Is that a case of just trying to give yourself a little bit of downtime and spend some time with the horses at the start and, and spend some time with the family, obviously? Are we going to see you dialing back up and driving more on Saturday nights during the summer? Yeah, well, we just haven't been racing that many, Mick, and... Jack Callaghan does such a good job, so he can. Um, he can. It's good when Jack can drive him when he can. But yeah, look, we're, we're about to get a lot busier. We've got a heat, you know, almost ready to go again. All the better horses. So yeah, certainly in the next month we'll be we'll be really busy again. Look, I'm going to ask you this question, even though it has nothing to do with racing, because I'm sure the people who listen to the show regularly wonder it as well. When you're on the show every week, there's a bird in the background. Is that actually a bird which is near your house out the back, or do you have a pet bird and you go stand next to it during the radio show? And if you do have a pet bird, what's it called? <laughs> no, no, Mick, I'm actually at Menangle, Mick. We brought Spirit of St. Louis, Max Shard, Ages, Watt, Socks, and Can't Find a Better Man over here for a private troll, so you can blame Menangle for the bird. Okay, that's cool. I'm glad you're not deliberately standing next to a birdcage when we do this, excuse the pun. Um, when do they have the private trial? Is that going to happen soon, or has it just happened, or have you got the info for us? Right now, we're about to go on the track. I'm just on the phone to you, otherwise I'll be out there.
Mate, that is the absolute service we would love to have. And, mate, we appreciate the bird update. Good luck with the trial. We'll talk to you if you're in the next time in a couple of weeks, mate. Too easy, Nick. Thanks, mate. Luke McCarthy, straight from the bird's mouth. Every time I talk to Luke McCarthy on Sky Sport Radio, there is a bird making a silly noise in the background. So just to clarify that, it's not actually Luke and Belinda's bird. He just happens to stand next to a lot of trees at Menangle at awkward times of the year. Uh, David Watson is a person who spends a bit of time at Menangle. Uh, when we do get him, we'll try and make sure he's not out there. <laughs> he might be able to give us a running commentary on this four-horse trial. It's a pretty good trial. Um, Mark Shard, AG's White Sox, can't find a better man, so they're about to have a spin around Menangle. Hey, Wano, are you at Menangle? Are you looking at the track? Because you're about to see a pretty good private trial go on. Hey, Mick, good morning. Yeah, no, it's... um. Uh, Luke and Belinda use this complex quite often to send their good horses around, give them a good hit out. When I talk about a good hit out, it's not unusual to see them go a 50 or 51 over the mile in track work. Amazing, isn't it, those times that they run in track work. Um, but, yeah, Luke and Belinda, they like to get them over here, give them a spin, like you said, um, and, and they certainly run some time. Do you have any, any issues with birds at Menangle, Wano? Because every time we speak to Luke, there seems to be a bird in the background. There's no birds parking up and making silly noises There's outside your office, is there? Plenty of rain. Plenty of rain. Yeah, oh. plenty of rain. Th- this th- every Saturday night at the moment, it's raining. But um, no, the track's been good. Like The track's got a fantastic surface on at the moment. So, um, yeah, they'll be, they'll it's be good. turning and burning. It's going to need to be because Breeders' Challenge around the corner. And look, I think the latter Breeders' Challenge, obviously it used to be during the middle of the year and it's now at the back end of the year. Um, it's pretty exciting because, as Luke said, you had the leap to fame horses and the horses are better known to us. Who do we see go around at Penrith for the first of the, you know, close enough to the Metro-type heats we're going to see on Thursday night? Yeah, the three-year-old fillies and the three-year-old colts uh, at Penrith. We had a couple at Dubbo last Friday night, not to be denied, one for... Mark Hewitt um, should have passed for Bernie Hewitt. Um, then we've got the Phillies this week. So you've got nice Phillies. Captain Me for Jack Trainer, Silk Cloud, Tony Higgs, Madrid, Jared Ouchin, Miss X, David Thorne. Um, some really nice Phillies there. They're going around at Penrith on Thursday. And in the boys, you've got King Tiger, which has taken all before him at the moment for Kevin Fazuto. My ultimate Byron, who probably wasn't a, a bigger rap on any two-year-old last year on my ultimate Byron, if he can start regathering some of that form, it'll be awesome than my ultimate Ronnie, but they're good fields at Penrith on Thursday night, they kick first week of the three-year-olds and then they'll resume again in a few weeks' time after the Victorian Derby a couple of further heats before we get into the semis. Okay, let's talk about that because there's that many race series on and huge things happening in the dogs and the gallops, so everybody can't keep up with all this one, there's so much information. But you know about these things. So when are the Breeders' Challenge? We know the heats are starting. When are the semis? And most importantly, when's the finals? Uh, the two-year-old semi-finals kick off on Saturday, October 15. They'll be joined this year by the four-year-old mares. They're on the 15th of October. Then a week later, we have the three-year-olds going around and the four-year-old boys in the semis. They all culminate here on the 29th of October with $150,000 finals for the two- and three-year-olds and $50,000 finals for the four-year-olds, which coincides with the Len Smith mile as well. OK, so so for people who, who don't get a chance to go to Menangle a lot, because there's lots of things going on in life, and, and obviously people can't go there every Saturday night. The footy's on at the moment, for example. They want to watch the footy. October 29th, is that the next big juicy night where if you want to go to the trots and see all the good horses put together at the same time, is that the night they should be aiming for? Oh, absolutely. The 29th of October, you know, we've got six Group 1s 
Um, we've got some listed and Group 3 races as well. It also involves the JC Caffin Indigenous Driver Series, which is ultimate, uh, hugely successful. The Rising Stars is on that night. It's just action-packed. It's a very, very good night of racing. You see the future stars. You see the old stars going around. As I said, six Group 1s, it's a fantastic night if you're looking for a night. I think it coincides with maybe Derby Day in Melbourne, so it's a good day to get it. All the football's finished. All the AFL's finished. Uh, it's really good weather. There'll be a heap of activities. There'll be a heap of kids' rides here on the night. We'll make it something special. It's the Fisher's Ghost Carnival in Campbelltown. Uh, it'll be a great atmosphere here on the 29th of October. You mentioned Derby Day, which obviously is at the back end of October rather than the first Saturday in November this year. So do people have an option to go to Menangle and park up at 4 o'clock and have a few beers and watch the races and have a bet? Or do your gates not open early enough for that? Uh, absolutely, we do. We've got the country club there on the corner now on Menangle Road. We own the country club there. It's a fantastic facility. It has full um, betting facilities. Um, has a great outdoor area, which will be in use at that time. There's about 400 TVs in the place. So if you want to come out here early, I really suggest the country club. Um, we have a courtesy bus. It's only about 800 metres um, from the track, as you know, Mick. Um, we've got a courtesy bus going all afternoon, so as soon as the gates open here, I think they open about 4.30, um, come up and watch the afternoon, the rest of the afternoon's racing, straight into Group 1 racing here at Menangle. But, yeah, I really suggest that country club on a Saturday afternoon, fantastic facility and really good atmosphere. Well, no, before you know it, we'll be into summer and people start thinking about Miracle Miles, which is obviously the big dance, the biggest of all the dances. Are those carnivals or that carnival which used to start mid-February, roll into the first Saturday in March, are those dates set in stone? Because we've had a lot of changes in the calendar, but can people still expect to see the Miracle Mile and the build-up races to that in the same place as early next year? Look, it's, it's all scheduled for that first Saturday in March is Miracle Mile Night, as you said, the big dance. Um, the last Saturday in February is our ladies' night where you've got the Ladyship Mile, the Oaks. Um, look, at, at this stage, absolutely. We do work around the NRL a little bit because traditionally they start the week after. That week before their competition starts, there's a little bit of a lull. There's no games. Um, so it's a good time to get out here. We're not really challenged by the the NRL, which is so huge at that time of year here. Um, so that first Saturday in March is Miracle Mile Night. The last Saturday in February is our ladies' night. The week before, that's the chariots. That's all set in stone at the moment. As I said, down the track, who knows? But at this stage, that's where it's all set for. Um, we also work in conjunction with Victoria because they have their hugely successful summer carnival there at the end of January, early February. So we all try and work in together and, and make it all work out for the participants as best we can. Next year, Wano, we're going to have the first Eureka, the first $2 million plus harness race at Menangle. Has that been discussed at all as in regards to what it's going to look like, what the night's going to look like, what the occasion's going to look like? Is that something you talk about yet or is that something you think, right, that's going to be good, let's worry about that after the Miracle Mile? Oh, no, no, we're talking about that now. Like, it's 12 months, it's basically this time of year. Um, it's, yeah, it's 12 months away to the Eureka. We've already spoken about a support program here at the club. Those dates are submitted. So we will be looking at moving the Lens, races like the Lensmith Mile to that night, um, the Carousel. So there'll be some traditional races. We're going to introduce a couple of new races, a new trotting race. Down the track in a couple of years, um, something that's been really strong is the Cobbity Race Series. Belinda McCarthy and the stud there at Cobbity. They'll have their own race series here on the night in a couple of years' time from pro uh, services this year. That's something you can look forward to, a couple extra $100,000 races. 
Harad de Trotters. They've got their two-year-old series for 75000 for both sexes. That's from Progeny uh, Services this year. So we're looking at that now already. Um, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing the build-up to that. But we're already looking at that support program for next year. It's, it's when I say set in concrete, we've put the dates in. Um, we've spoken about it. We need a really good support program with that race. And you can imagine the build-up to that. It's going to be unbelievable, Mick. It'll be massive, absolutely massive. Great to hear you supporting the Eureka with some great races around it. And before we let you go, you mentioned the NRL. It's it's finals time. Everybody's talking about it. Do you have a team, Wano? Is your team in the top? Um, um, I've got a soft spot for Canberra. I just like the way they play. I mean, Jack White, and when he's on, he's just unbelievable. Those sort of players, they've got the sort of team that can do something special. And I know I'm going to get hounded on this, but... I'd like to see Parramatta go really good. They're a bit unlucky last year. They've got the team that can do it. I know they're, they're starved of premierships. That, that uh, premiership shelf out there is pretty... Got a couple of cobwebs on it, so I wouldn't mind seeing them go deep into the finals either. Well, you're right. There are some cobwebs on it. But you're right, Canberra's also got plenty of harness racing followers too, so there's lots of harness racing people in the Canberra Absolutely. ecosystem there. Um, got you've got two teams. You've got two bites at the cherry. I'm not sure you'll be in the grand final of either of them. Whatever. Good, good luck to the Eels and the Raiders. bit like my tipping. <laughs> That's David Watson. Well, thanks for joining us this morning, mate, from Club Menangle. Great update there on what's happening with the Breeders' Challenge, October 29. It's a long way away, no need to panic, but October 29 for the big dances there. And of course the Miracle Miles and into the Eureka next year for over $2 million. Our thanks to Josh Gallagher. He said his biggest winning chance today at Bankstown, which is our meeting this afternoon, is in the second on the card. So second on the card for Josh. He's tipping us the $1.70 chance there. Just checking what's odds. It's still $1.70 for Kobe's Delight. And Luke McCarthy updating us. He's on the track right now spinning around on some very, very good horses as Expensive Ego and Spirit of St. Louis and a whole bunch of others get ready for the Victoria Cup. That's me done for a little while. I'm having a week off away from work. I'm going to go to some business in other parts of the world. The good news is the face of harness racing in Australia and the voice of harness racing in Australia, Brittany Graham is back from her odyssey in North America. She'll be rejoining you on Wednesday morning, so some sense will return to the show. She'll be back for On The Pace at 10.30 on Wednesday.